Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. You know, we're fully listener supported, which means that we can't do the work that we're doing unless we have your support. Please pray about becoming a monthly partner to this ministry. We are affecting the lives of many people by the grace of God. And in order for us to expand or even to stay doing what we're doing, we need your help. Thank you so much for prayerfully considering to become a partner. We truly appreciate you and bless you in Jesus' name. Hey everybody, Pastor Todd here. I'm excited to have you today because I think this is something that's been long coming. We've been wanting to have Pastor Ken Peters on, who's a dear friend uh, for quite some time. Uh, but it turns out this was uh, when we had our first interview. So I'm excited to have him here because we have so many things to talk about, including a conference that's coming up at Patriot Church in Knoxville just in the next couple of days. So we wanted to make sure we got this interview out to let you know about the conference. There's going to be amazing speakers there. And uh, let's welcome Pastor Ken. Pastor Ken, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Pastor Todd. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on your program. Well, I, I'm honored to have you on, man. I mean, I can't tell you. There's certain people on social media that, you know, I, I feel like I've been there with you as you've stood against Antifa. And uh, there's many times I've tuned into your lives and I'm praying for you and interceding. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this brother is in the battle. He's on the front line right now. Um, so I wanted to share some of these experiences with the audience. Uh, you have a an amazing ministry. We have multiple things that you're doing. One of them is TCAP. And why don't you just kind of explain what that is and how that got started and everything? Yeah, brother, about five years ago, um, the Lord spoke to me that before you plant any more churches, I'm a church planner. Right. He said, I want you to plant a church at Planned Parenthood, an, <laughs> oh out, an outdoor church. And, and, uh, and it came out of that scripture verse that says, where Jesus said, I will build my church and yes. the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I thought to myself, I mean, obviously that scripture is true. Jesus said it. And that was Jesus declaring a, a battle, uh, right. the church versus the gates of hell. That was mm -hmm. the announcement of the church. Yes. And he declared that the church will be in a battle. But I thought, you know, if the gates of hell is left um, to itself, then it has free reign. So right. in order for the church to take down the gates of hell, the church has got to show up. So we sure. began having church right there at Planned Parenthood. And, and Pastor Todd, it exploded. I didn't think anybody would come. And uh, the first service, we had over 100 people. Wow, the first, first service. I didn't know that. Service. Yeah. And then it built and built and built. Pretty soon, we had the 700 Club out there uh, mm -hmm. doing a big deal on it. Right? Fox News and Glenn Beck. And it just it became a national phenomenon. We had about 600 to 700 people out there. Pastor Greg Locke, a good friend of yours and, yeah. and, and mine, uh, uh found out about us and contacted us and we partnered with him and man, it's just been, it's just been amazing. We had revival yes. Pastor Todd. We yes. had revival at yes. one of the darkest places in America. It, it's such an evil organization. Uh, they, they murder children for money. They, they, uh, you, you know, and now they're doing all this, uh, puberty blocker and mm. gender bending stuff. So, uh, anyway, yeah. it's been amazing. It's a frontline battle. So here you are, you, you got equipment that you bring out. How do you power it? You just you bring generators or what do you, how do you power it? Man, we are professional Planned Parenthood churchers, man. We got, we got our, we got our battery powered generators and our speakers. We, we got all of our sound decibel meters because there's all kinds of rules. You know, uh, right. the, the left loves their abortion. They love the, mm -hmm. they love abortion more than the first amendment. I promise you that. And uh, mm -hmm. so we've got all the equipment and we know how to do church, man. We have 
Our best church services, brother, are not indoors on Sunday morning. Our best church services are right there outside of the one of the darkest places. Woo. I mean, talk about going to the front line, man. You know, I mean, it, the, the, the battle for life in this country has been going on for years. When, when did you start having a passion to stand for life? How long ago? You know, it, it, my whole, I grew up, I'm a pastor's kid. My dad was okay. a strong pro-lifer. And so it's just, it's just in my blood. Right. But something hit me about five, six years ago. Where I realized I could do something more. I had a speaker come through town, a pro-life guy uh, from Operation Rescue. And, and okay. he, he's, he started talking about how, you know what, if you're a worship leader, go down to Planned Parenthood and just, just bring in the presence of God. If you're, a, yeah. if you're an intercessor, go down to Planned Parenthood and just pray. If, right. if you're a young preacher boy, go preach at the wall, you know? And I thought, <laughs> I thought that sounds like church. Let's have church out there at the gates of hell. So I announced our church, we were going to do that. And brother, it's been, it's been unbelievable. At one time we had 600 people on one mm. side across the street. We had a hundred protesters from the, you know, the drag queen story yeah. hour and every leftist group you can imagine they're playing kazoos. Greg Locke is on the other side preaching. We got Antifa coming at us with bats and shields <laughs> and man, we've turned the city upside down from just singing. Can you believe it? I do. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that. Was that in Tennessee when that happened? No, you know what? That was in Salem. We we got them all over the country, and and okay. and Pastor Greg and I did one in Salem. This was a whole different deal. Okay. And uh, right before Pastor Greg got up to preach, he comes over to me and he goes, "Bro, check this out." I looked over to my right, and there was a parade of Antifa coming. They had wow. shields and helmets, baseball bats, uh, paintball guns, real guns coming mm. right at us. And then there's these guys there that we're not affiliated with, but they, they heard Antifa was going to attack us. They're called the proud boys. I don't mm. even know. Like we're not affiliated with them, but they showed right. up to protect us. Right. Greg and I are preaching and singing with all these church people, grandmas, grandpas, little kids. We're just church people, man. Right. Right. And right. We got a, we got a war going on in the street just because we're singing. It reminds me of that verse that says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, yes, but they are mighty. So yes. I'm telling you, worship is powerful. Yes. Prayer is powerful. That's Giving right. and preaching the gospel and the word of God is powerful. And we have demonstrated, we have turned cities upside down with mm -hmm. singing and prayer and preaching. That's right. You know, you remind me like Sean Foyt, how he's been out there too. And a lot of these times uh, he's been met with Antifa. I've been at several of these. We were down in D.C. one time and it was like uh, that was the time when Lance Paulnow's limousine got caught on fire and everything. I mean, it was like a war zone. I'm, I'm, I'm live streaming and my wife and my mom are like texting me. What are you doing? Get out of there. You know, um, explain how it feels to those that haven't been in this situation. Here you are. You're a man of God, you're a pastor, but you bring your family, you know, your father, your husband. Uh, how does it feel when you see these guys coming with the shields and what's going through your head? It, it is incredible. Like God literally baptizes us with the supernatural boldness from the Holy spirit. Yeah. And I, and I actually, those are some of my greatest moments in life. I don't feel that all the time, but when right. you're in the middle of the battle, you know, things flying all yeah. around you, it would seem there's this peace within the middle of the storm Wow. That that you can only experience if you get out there and take a step of faith. You know, I think context is very important in the right. translation of Scripture. And Jesus says, "Blessed are those who persecute you. Yeah. Uh, blessed are those are, that are persecuted for righteousness' sake." The yeah. next verse talks about being salt and yep. being light. 
So I think there's something there is when you're really being salt and you're really being light, there's persecution that comes, but there's also great joy and a great infilling of the Holy Spirit when you're doing that. Oh, 100%. So there was an AP article that came out not too long ago, and it said something along the lines of Tennessee has now become the battleground for the country. And I thought, how profound is that? Of course, you came to mind. Uh, I remember there was an instance in Tennessee. I'm trying to remember what it was about, where I saw you on one side of the street and, I, and then all these protesters and angry people on the other side of the street. What was that one about? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Now that had to do with uh, the drag queens going after the, the, the kids yes. and all ages drag show downtown Knoxville. And there I heard know. about it. They, I guess they've been doing it for seven or eight years and nobody, the church had done nothing about mm. it. Uh, the press was all over me. They said, you know what? We've been doing that for seven or eight years yeah. and we never had any trouble till you moved to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I took that as a great compliment, but on the it other is. hand, on the other hand, where are the pastors? Come on. They're, they're going after our kids. You know, you got to draw the line in the sand somewhere. And I think you got to draw the line in the sand when it comes to kids. Oh, yeah. That's what I was. I mean, it, to me, I was like, it couldn't be more apparent what this is. I mean, one side, you got angry, you know, transvestite people all dressed up in these different you know, makeup and all this stuff. And on the other side, you got, you know, the saints praying and worshiping it's like here it is right here in front of our face i mean it's so blatant and to your point where has the rest of the body been because this is what always gets me you know the the people like yourself and you know me and others are we're taking a lot of arrows we're taking a lot of hits from the media from antifa from the government from all different directions and but i always say if more people stood up it would be harder for them they say 63 percent of the country is Christian. Now, obviously we know that's not uh, a reality as far as serving the Lord, but at least people say they identify with Christian values, 63%. Now, Barna says it's about 10% that are actually following uh, the scripture, which that sounds more realistic to me. But when you think about it, even that 10%, where are they when you're out there? Are you seeing more people now coming out? Are you noticing there's been a shift or is it still that you're just like the lone, you know, small group out there? I think we're making a little progress, Pastor Todd. You're part of the same yeah. uh, struggle that I'm in and trying to yeah. wake up pastors because we know that that sheep follow shepherds. So right. if the shepherds will rise up, the sheep will join in and we could literally run policy and culture in this country if the church would get out of this attitude of we're not supposed to deal with <laughs> secular political stuff because right. we're just going to do the church thing and preach the gospel. You know, my whole inspiration in starting Patriot Church was when I was at a pastor's house in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He had an ankle bracelet on and was on house arrest. His crime was having church. Oh, no. And having, he was, he was a, a preacher that would bust uh, hundreds of underprivileged kids, black and white, from poor neighborhoods. He'd bring them to church. They would feed them. They'd preach. He refused to shut down his church during uh, the time of, of, of COVID. Right, and right. I'm in the living room with him. Tears coming down his eyes. His ankle bracelets vibrating every uh, half an hour. And I thought to myself, this is not America. I got mm. so mad. I started a church called Patriot Church. because <laughs> I'm like, we're going to fight this. I'm a fighter. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not going to we're not going to let the devil have this nation and this generation uh, just sitting down and, and allowing him to do it. We're going to, we're going to be that standard that the spirit rises up when the enemy comes in like a flood. 
That's right. You know, I, I love the first time I rolled up to Patriot Church and I see this massive flag on the top of the church. You know, it's just it's a beautiful church, beautiful facility, uh, the one in Knoxville. And then I know you've planted others. How many do you guys have now? Well, it's always fluctuating because we're planting churches and some of them make it and some of them don't. But right. uh, but uh, we're always we're around 10 Woo. affiliates and we have uh, four campuses. Campuses are are ones that we have full control of. Others are in fellowship with us. And so, you know, we've been going for two and a half years and yeah. and we've got a little movement and, and it, you know, we just want to play our part yeah. and we don't care if, you know, we're not, we might not be mega, 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 but you know what? We just yeah. want to have a role on the team and, and, and do what yeah. God's called us to do. Yeah. That's so important because you shepherd, you're actually a shepherding, you know, you don't just like, uh, you know, some people at mega churches, they never even know their pastor. They never shook his hand. Uh, you're not like that at all. Uh, so I think it's important, but it, you see, it's a healthy body when you go there. Now, uh, I'm just going to say, there's going to be some detractors. that are going to say, how can you have a Patriot church? It's got to be only about God. How can it be? So how do you answer that? Because I'm sure you get asked that question. You know, is it like a new, uh, I had the media reach out to me. They said, Pastor Coconato, are you preaching a new gospel, a different type of gospel? I said, absolutely not. We preach the gospel from the Bible. Uh, but that this is the narrative they're trying to paint. I know that's not what's happening, but how what do you say to people that say that? You know, the word the word patriot comes from a, a Latin word called patrios, which means of our father. Yeah. So that's what that's that's a great name of our father, you know, or right. of God, our father. So yeah. um, and Patriot just means we're in the fight. We are yeah. in the fight and we're we're going to lay down our lives. Number one for the cross. Yeah. The kingdom yeah. of God is first and then it's family. But you know what? I am not ashamed of loving our country. I think Thank our you. country is is allows us to preach the gospel. I, right. I think America staying free helps the kingdom of God. So we're all about the kingdom of God, but yeah. with that name Patriot in it, it's like, yeah, we're in the fight. You know, we're just going to put it in the name. People know what to expect when they come to our church. It's like 95% gospel, about 5% Tucker. And, uh, you know, <laughs> right. And, and, and people love it. I'm telling you, we planted the church from zero just, just a couple of years ago. And, and people just keep coming and coming and coming. People are longing for a pastor who will speak the truth unashamedly. Absolutely. I see it all over the country. People say it to me. Uh, we've experienced the same thing here in Nashville, even recently. And I think what it is, too, is uh, there's there's people that are just really concerned about the direction that the country has been heading in. And they are very grieved that so many pastors are silent in the pulpit. And many people have left churches that they've been at for 10, 15 years because they say, you know, during the pandemic, uh, our pastor shut down for a long period of time. And, you know, they're making us go through all these hoops and, you know, they just didn't, they didn't assemble, you know, they, they, they weren't a general, they weren't a lion during that period. And the churches that stood, what we've seen is exponential growth. Uh, people come in there and saying, I can get behind you. Thank you for standing. That's who you are, Pastor Ken. And I think it's remarkable. You said two years. I didn't realize it was just two years. I mean, to have that many churches and affiliate churches in that short period of time, that is amazing because back in the day, you had to like grow it from a Bible study and then, you know, kind of grow it up and it would take a long time. Uh, what's happening now is truly remarkable. I think that's part of the revival that's happening. There's an undercurrent of revival. Mario and I have been talking about this. Uh, that's that's starting. And I know you're you're witnessing that as well. In fact, we're going to have a conference at your church in Knoxville. Uh, why don't you explain a little bit about the conference? Who's going to be coming out and all that? 
Yeah, and it's filling up fast. We are going to have a good time, Pastor Todd. And you're you're leading us off on Sunday morning with two two great services, and then you're Thank speaking God. on Monday morning. People can register at PatriotChurch.us, and uh, they can sign. There's only a few spots left, uh, but I'm telling you, uh, we've got some heavy hitters, and it's not about them being great people. It's about right. it's about a convergence. I think the Lord is going to do things, divine connections, yes. divine networking, and it's all about reviving the church, getting the church active, getting the church in the fight, and, and so many great people are coming. Pastor Greg, uh, Josh Fierstein, I mean, yeah. just, just some heavy, Joseph Z, the yeah. prophet, he's come. I mean, just a great lineup, and so I'm really excited. We're getting ready, full tilt, uh, so busy getting ready for all y'all to come and it's going to be a good time. Okay. So tell them the time. So it starts Sunday morning and then it goes Monday, Tuesday. When does it end? Yeah, it's all day Sunday. Of course we take a break for lunch and then yep. Monday take a break for lunch and, and Monday night we got Joseph C. And then on Tuesday night we got uh, uh, pastor Greg Locke and in the morning it's, it's all kinds of speakers. We just line them up like kind of like yeah. reawaken America. Type yeah. deal. Although, if you're a great preacher like Todd Coconato, you oh. get extra time. Oh. The good one, the heavy hitters get extra. It's true. It's true. So the headliners like Todd Coconato oh. get, the, get the extra time. <laughs> well, thank you, Pastor Ken. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this because it's like God is putting this team together. And, uh, you know, we're standing for the country and praise God, we've developed some amazing friendships over this. And yeah. uh, we've been through some stuff together, you know. And uh, like you said, though, the gates of hell will not prevail and the Lord has been faithful. I believe his hand is on us. He's on our families. And, uh, you know, the Bible says when there's nothing left to do, stand. We, we've got to stand. Now is the time to stand. Uh, you know, before we go, why don't you just kind of give the audience some some key takeaways that you've learned as a pastor, as a patriot in standing, what you've learned and, and what's brought you to where you are today? Absolutely. You know, you only got one life to live. And it, we, we're not really doing it for us, Todd. We're doing it yeah, for our kids and our grandkids. And primarily, we're doing it for the glory of God and for the gospel we spread around the world. We know what kind of country we have. It's very special. It's not perfect. It's very flawed, but it also is also very special. I think God has his hand on this country, and I think we ought to fight for it. I think it's worth fighting for and even dying for. So I would encourage everyone to be as bold as you possibly can. You might have a job at stake. You might have relationships at stake. I'd say take whatever risk you can uh, that the Holy Spirit asks you to take because a lot is at stake. And so that would be my my word to the pastors and to the church. Let's go because we could have God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven if we would take that stand. That's right. Well, I honor you, man of God. I mean, seriously, man, it is an honor to be your friend. And just to see, I mean, like I said, there's been many a time where my wife and I, we tuned in. Oh my goodness. Look at where Pastor Ken's at, you know, right in the middle of it. But yet look now, before we go, this is just, I wanted to close on this because this was so big. When we saw Roe v. Wade overturn, uh, I, I wept for hours and, uh, you know, some people didn't even talk about it. You notice that, right? But to me, it was a victory. I'm not saying it's done. There's still much work to be done. Uh, but I really likened your efforts. I, I thought about what you had been doing, going there from the spiritual significance. You were like uh, walking around Jericho, you know, and, and, and praising and worshiping. And that day, tell us, how did you feel when you first found out about it? <laughs> it was a, it was an unbelievable moment. First, there was a moment where it was leaked. Remember that it was leaked. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when it was leaked, Pastor Greg Locke was preaching at our Patriot Church conference. I remember that. Yes. In the middle of his sermon. I remember and, that. Uh, 
And so we interrupted his message and he was just getting going too. We interrupted his message and we had a party, man. I mean, the, <laughs> the roof came off our barn. It just blew up. So exciting. I ran up on the platform and Greg and I hugged and we cheered and we praised the Lord. And then, and then when it came out the, the next time, I just so happened to be in Spokane where we mm. had our church and, and Todd, I really feel like, you know, I, Obviously, so much went into this and it was a miracle of God. But we believe that that gathering at the the Planned Parenthoods and praying and worshiping and being a voice for the voiceless, we believe that that helped uh, push it over the tipping point and was part of the victory. I 100% agree with you. That's why I thought of you right away. And a few others that I had known had really been on the front lines in that battle, you know, Lou Angle and, uh, you know, Matt, his friend, Matt, and just so many people that had been there, you know, with the red tape and just standing in front. Yeah. But praise God, uh, that was a victory. And we can celebrate a victory as the church. But then we get up and say, OK, now let's continue to take the territory. That's what you're doing. Ken Peters, tell people how they can find your church and your information. Absolutely. PatriotChurch.us. And you can follow me on Facebook at Pastor Ken Peters dash TCAP, T-C-A-P-P. And that stands for The Church at Planned Parenthood. Amen. So we'd and love to have you connect. I was going to say, you're still doing it, right? You're still going out to oh. Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. We're not now. Now we're out of business in the South. Praise the Lord. The whole yes. goal is to be out of business. But in, in the states that are still taking kids lives. Yeah, we're still up there praising God right there at Planned Parenthood. No, that, that's so significant you say that, too, because the state where you're now based out of is the state that said it, it's not happening anymore. How amazing is that? Right. So it just shows that we have to occupy until he comes, that this is a spiritual battle. It's not we're not nationalists that are doing all that. Like they try to paint us out to be we're people of God that are taking back the territory. And Pastor Ken Peters is a general in the in the in the battle. So we thank you, Pastor Ken. We love you. Come to this conference. We're going to put the information below. Uh, I'd love to see you out in Knoxville. I know Pastor Ken would uh, as well. And so many other other of the speakers. So uh, we bless you and we'll be back with the Todd Coke Knowledge Show.